Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He's back in the bullpen today. We got Joshua Shin is a Young Voices contributor and reporter for ADN American and has an MA in economics from George Mason University. We will not hold that against him in this forum. Joshua, I really appreciate back. that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here, sir. Glad to have you, man. Okay, we're gonna chop it up about parental rights, something we mm -hmm. have not discussed or exhausted in a discussion before. Okay. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about parental rights or parental choice inside of school systems. So if you would, give us your sentiment and then I will opine. Okay, yeah, I think that the parental rights movement that sprung up recently over the past year or two has to do with basically lockdown policies and parents rebelling against those choices. Right, like parents haven't really been engaged with the school system as much, but are being told how they can contribute and speak out against things they disagree with by activists that teach them how to run for school boards, how to find school board meetings. So a lot of these policies you're seeing are kind of a offshoot of that. And you're seeing the electoral consequences as well. Northern Virginia elected a Republican governor on the back of parental rights education issues. And I think that's something that anyone interested in the political sphere and activism should keep an eye on. Okay, so let me, let me provide some context here and you can tell me how you feel about it. I believe in parental rights, okay, I'm a parent. So of course I believe in parental rights. And I think parental rights always have had a common sense balance. For those who are just very supportive of parental rights and nothing else, I have to remind them that there are a few things that were parental rights issues. Clark versus Board of Directors, which predated Brown versus Board of Education. All of these were parental right issues. Just so happens that the parents were white racist people back then. And these white racist parents did not want their children to go to school with black children. But that was a parental right issue, parental choice, parental rights, etc. So the question is, how far does it go, brother? If we're saying we need to have a society where parents get to make all of the decisions of K through 12 public education, then what is to stop the linear logic of parents in a particular community saying, we now would like to, we would like to submit and enact our parental rights to not allow children of color into this school, what's to stop that? Okay, yeah, I think that the the example of the court cases you made and the subsequent ruling in Brown versus Edu Board of Education is our American institution in action, right? Okay. Like at the time, those those people were not ready for the change, but when they were, they were able to use American courts, American um, po the political process to make those changes. And I think that's what you're seeing now. I think that we need to frame parental rights in opposition to public education, right? In America, public education is mandatory. I think that's a point that a lot of people miss. It is enforced by the state, like truancy, it can be enforced by police. So in that sense, I think that parental people who are fighting for parental rights have grounds to stand on to protect themselves from a institution that is backed by the state and force. Let me correct you on one item. Education is not a constitutional requirement per the US Constitution or the state constitution of most states. There are a couple who have adopted it as part of their state mandate, but that would be a minority classification of states. 
Beyond that, you do have a plethora of choices, obviously, for K through 12 education, private, charter, sometimes homeschooling. All of those are available in addition to public education. Mm-hmm. But the issue with parental rights, the issue that's in the news, what people are talking about, are things related to, let's say, curriculum or mask mandates inside of schools, right? Mm-hmm. I think parents have influence. I think they have direct influence over what happens inside of a school system. But you have to remember, Joshua, parents are not the only ones voting. As a matter of fact, for most communities, individuals who vote in elections for school board, most of them are not or do not have children inside of that local school system, the vast majority of them. So the decision, I believe, should be a balanced approach with the community at large and not just the parents. And once again, I go back to the question, where does it stop? If there's a dress code inside of a school, does a parent get to say, no, my child is able to wear a shirt that says the N word if they choose, or to wear something that's extremely revealing and maybe distracting to other students? Do they get to say, my child can utilize profanity as they choose, even though it's against policy? Or maybe my child can be tardy and late to class or not come to class, and you cannot mark them absent because I would like my parental choice to override your common sense policy. Or maybe the mask mandate, or even the current vaccinations that are required required for you to attend a K through 12 facility in the United States of America. Where does the parental right stop and the insanity begin is my question to you. Yeah, I think that the answer to that question is honestly what the political process allows, right? And I think that the reason why we're getting so many flare ups and a strong reaction against school boards, nothing against teachers, right? But school boards, school administrators, is due to the fact that these school boards are out of touch with parents, right? So I think that's there is an outsized and sometimes overreaction at times. Like as a conservative, I think I could admit that there are cases of that. But for example, like when San Francisco, vote, the most liberal city in the most liberal state, votes out three members of the school board, I think that is an example of the fact that, or an example of the two being out of sync. Right, and I think that the what you're seeing with the parental rights movement is a lot of people jumping in and saying, "Oh, I want to have a voice." And whether all whether or not all those policies will hold up or like hold up in court or even pass comes down to the process, right? Like there will be arguments made on both sides, but I have some faith in our institutions. All right, should parents be able to control if a student? Adheres to the dress code, or should the school set those policies? I think the school should set those policies. What happens when the parents disagree with the policy? What happens if there's a group of parents? They say, no, that's a violation of my child's expression here. I want them to wear whatever they choose to wear inside of the school system, which is publicly funded. Do you think parental rights should go that far inside of a school system? I think that's. Parents should have the right to speak up, right? This is well, of how we they do have you know, the right to speak is, up, and they do. My yes. question to you is a policy question: Should the parental rights? Let's say, for example, most of the parents, not population, not voters, but most of the parents in a the school, they say, you know, we would like our children to wear clothing that violates the code for attire. Is that now okay? Because most parents said it is. Yeah, I, okay, so I think it is, but I think you're using an example that's unfair, right? Like, okay, so for you example, think that is okay. If most of the parents said, we want to violate a policy that's used in order 
to eliminate things like racist language on shirts, etc. You're saying if most of the parents said, you know, that's actually okay in this school, that should fly. And my tax dollars should pay for that because I have to pay for a school for K through 12 education as a taxpayer, even if I don't have a child inside of that educational system. Yeah, so I think a positive example is natural hair, right? Like yeah. my parents run a beauty supply. We're very, I mean, and Chris Rock has made the documentary about African American hair, right? That is an issue that was fought through parents and through activism in schools. So, so you're comparing black children being discriminated against because they were braids with parents who say, no, you should wear vulgar language on shirts. You're comparing the two. Well, like you brought up in the beginning that there should be a common sense distinction, exactly, right? Exactly, right. Yeah, and I think that a positive example of parents demanding and get what they want is natural hair. Yeah, but the thing you're demanding, my dear brother, has to be within the context of the conversation. So mm -hmm. what you're demanding is important. If you are demanding something that is adversarial to others, then that should not fly. There's a policy in most schools, if you have a cold, don't come to school. It's a policy, right? If you're sick, don't come to school. And they usually tell you how many days to stay out of school and it's written and it's a policy. Well, should a parent be able to override that policy that's in place to protect the other students? I mean, my parents sent me to school when I was sick, but I was wearing a mask. Well, they right? were in violation of the policy then. But we found a personal workaround. <laughs> and I, yeah, no, like. So you're for masks then? I am for masks, yes. Oh, okay, great. Well, you yeah, disagree so, with a lot of And I was for masks before well, it was a lockdown policy. I got right? you. Like, and yeah. I get that. But once again, brother, the simple question is for parental rights, right? And I'm for it, but it has to be a balance. You can't conflate the parental advocacy of black children being discriminated against because of their hairstyle, which hurts nobody, to policies that actually can hurt other children and by extension the families. If you have a no mask, if you have a mask policy and parents say, okay, I don't want my child to wear a mask at all. Where other children could get affected, educators could get affected. They can bring that back home to their immediate family and by extension their extended family, right? That's a healthcare issue, that's a public health issue. Are mm -hmm. you telling me that parents should be able to override those common sense policies that were enacted by the majority of school board members who were voted in by the majority of that local district? I think yes, I'll, I'll take a stand and say yes, because I think that if they are changed, the school board No, I'm not saying they listening. are changed, but there's a process to change, right? The Correct. process is you either run for school board yourself or you unelect the person that doesn't agree with what you believe in. They don't express your value system, mm -hmm. right? That's how you do it. But yeah. now what we're seeing is a very different thing that we're seeing now. We're having people openly violate the sitting policy. And if you're okay with that, I guess, listen, let's abandon all vaccination requirements. Let's abandon all um, clothing adherence rules. Let's abandon all of it. Why do we have any rules at all, brother, if we can just abandon them because of the will of a parent? Not everyone abandons them. That'll be your choice, right? Okay. All right, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you so much.